Welcome to our podcast, Corona in Everyday Life, where we discuss different aspects of the coronavirus and how it affects us. Your hosts are me, Ingrid, Eric and Aurora. This week we will discuss traveling during Corona, but first Eric is going to give you a short summary of how Sweden has handled the coronavirus. We've taken a very laid-back approach with very little restrictions. Gathering of more than 50 people are forbidden, but this means that society can continue almost unbothered by the situation. For this, we have received loads of criticism by many countries, believing we're overly optimistic and not valuing human life, but rather our economy. However, Andrew Signell, the state epidemiologist, has been certain to take this approach and continues to support it. We have suffered greatly, losing over 5,000 people to the virus, compared to our neighboring countries like Finland, with less than a tenth of our deaths. We have isolated our 7th class population, where the rest of the population has continued in hope of reaching herd immunity. Okay, first of all, how has your summer break been, and what have you been up to? Well, my break has been great. It's been casual and relaxing, but I've also gotten to play quite some tennis, and I really enjoyed the weather. How about you? My break has also been good. Due to Corona, though, I haven't been able to compete in tennis as much as I usually do. But thanks to Corona, my family has been able to get a new family member, a dog. Oh, that's nice. What kind of breed is it? It's a Vipet, you know, one of these fast dogs. His name is Tiger. Yeah, I love Tiger. I've met him a few times and he's so sweet. So, Aurora, what have you been up to during the break? Um, I've had a nice break here in Sweden with my parents and with my sisters. But I've also missed going to Italy and meeting my friends and family there. Because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to travel, and this is a, this has been a big change in my life. Now we're going to talk about transportation during Corona. And as we all know, our travel and how we transport ourselves has changed a lot due to the global pandemic. So one thing I have been thinking about is, which is really the best and safest way to travel? What do you mean by that? Well, Essel encourages us not to travel with them to avoid crowds. And also, it's not so nice to step into a really crowded bus nowadays. Therefore, I have been using my bike a lot more lately. How have you been traveling, for example, to school? Um, I have been taking the bus mostly because it's too far for me to bike to school. But soon it's my birthday and then I will try to get a moped card uh, and transport myself that way instead. I've also been taking the bus uh, because it's very far to bike for me too, but when possible I try to either bike or walk. And when I'm taking public transport, I try to be very cautious. Yes, that's the problem. Essel encourages us not to travel with them, but in some cases, as yours, it's hard to travel in other ways. One solution to that problem could be using an electrical bike, which is much faster than a normal bike. Yes, that's true, but bikes uh, like that cost much more than a moped and it's not so nice when it gets stolen. And furthermore, it's not so nice to bike when it's really bad weather, for example, raining or snowing. And then it doesn't matter which bike you have. Yes, yes, that's true. But as you said, Aurora, many people will get or already have a moped to travel this year. Also, a moped helmet is bigger and feels more protective if it would rain or snow. That could be a solution now during Corona. Uh, yes, I believe that's a really good way to travel because you avoid crowds and it's a fast and easy way. I see your point. However, as you said about the electrical bike, not all people will be able to afford a moped or have time to study for the car. Also, there is not only traveling to school that's a problem. I mean, how should you travel the best way in Stockholm uh, city in the town? 
Well, if you're not taking the subway or the bus, I know there are these electrical scooters called Voy or Lime. Yes, I've seen them all over Stockholm lately, but I think you need to be at least 18 to drive one of those. Moreover, they're also very expensive, especially for us young people. It costs two kroner per minute, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I've heard that too. But maybe you can travel with your siblings if they are over 18. Yes, that's a great idea. Although I've heard many accidents with those scooters when people have been driving too fast. Apparently, there is a way to drive fa- faster than the time limit. That's a good point. It's not the safest way to travel. Especially in the city where the roads are packed with cars, it can be very hard to navigate safely, especially for us young people who don't have any experience in traffic. Furthermore, Voy don't offer helmets, which I, found, which I find very weird, since they know that it's popular amongst the youth. So I don't feel like Voy is the best way to transport yourself, even though there's an ongoing pandemic. Yes, and I think that's one bone of contention when it comes to electrical scooters, whether it should be a law to wear a helmet or not. And as you said, so far you don't need one. And therefore, I agree with you, Eric, that it's not the best and safest way to travel. But one other way to travel in town that I think is a bit underrated is walking, because it's good for your health and you really get to appreciate our beautiful town, Stockholm. What are your opinions on this? Yes, that's an excellent way to travel and also a good way to exercise. The teenagers nowadays never walk, which I believe, from my experience, have changed a lot since the pandemic started. I totally agree with what you're saying. It's definitely underrated and great exercise. Furthermore, it's a great way to socialize while getting to your destination. Because of the coronavirus, it's important that we try to be outside as much as much as possible when seeing people. Yes, me and my grandmother have been on many walks since corona started. Yes, that's a really great idea. And afterwards, you can treat yourself with a hot chocolate or coffee. Now we've discussed about how to travel in Stockholm, but what about to other cities outside of Stockholm, like for example Gothenburg? In my opinion, I think the best way is to take the car during Corona, because that's the safest. I see what you mean, but if everyone takes the car everywhere, there will be a lot of queues on the roads. Therefore, I would suggest taking the train. But is that really safe for Corona? It depends, but if you try to keep distance or use a mask, it can be pretty safe. You could also take the plane, especially when it's inside of the country. Uh, but on the contrary, that releases loads of CO2 into the atmosphere, and that's very bad. Yes, Yes, and that's also a reason to take the train, because it's much better for the environment. You have a good point there, Ingrid. But what's the best way to travel further in the country, like for example in Gothenburg? First of all, I don't think you should travel this far of a distance if not necessary. In the beginning of the pandemic, we were allowed to travel a maximum of two hours from our home. Those restrictions were quite loose compared to the rest of Europe, but either way, we did have some restrictions. The restrictions helped keep, uh, helped us keep the virus in check and not to spread into virus-free areas. Now we can travel wherever we want, whenever we want. In my view, this is way too relaxed and upright disrespectful towards the risk groups. This is because it's well known that when people are traveling far distances, the virus spreads a lot more. So you could say that Sweden's approach values our freedom more than human life. But if you have to travel far for some reason, I believe the car is the best way since you're isolated from other people. You could take the plane too. It's a lot faster and with the proper health cautions, it can be a pretty safe way too. On the contrary, I think you should avoid flying as much as possible since it has a big environmental impact on Earth. 
this is how healthy people, that's not part of any risk group, can travel. Our 70 plus population, on the other hand, are still advised not to travel and stay at home. To me, it seems very unfair that we can travel without restrictions when they are advised to stay isolated. I think all people should take their share of responsibility to contain the virus and not only the elders. But if an old person has to travel, what's the safest option? The only safe means of transportation where you can assure your safety is traveling by car. However, not everyone owns a car and has the ability to drive it. Moreover, it's very expensive to drive since the fuel prices are at an all-time high. And since pensioners often struggle financially, it's not a suitable option for the majority of them. So today in society, lots of elders do not have a safe and cheap way to transport themselves when necessary. When the risk of them becoming severely ill and possibly dying is this high, I believe the government has the responsibility to assure safe means of transportation for everyone. Therefore, I believe the state should offer contributions of 3,000 crowns a month to everyone over 70 for them to travel by taxi. It's not enough for long journeys, but it's enough for the most essential ones. I agree with you to some extent, but at the same time, I believe that it has been nice not having such strict rules and forcing on masks. I feel like I have been able to live my own life normally by shopping, eating at restaurants, being with my friends and going to school. Even though it has been very unfair for the elders, as you said, Eric, I believe that the majority of the population have been feeling better thanks to the free strategy. Unfortunately, the healthcare has gotten really great pressure since there were so many deaths and sick people at the same time. I believe that the people at the hospitals that work day to night should definitely get better paid because they risk their own life every day. Compared to the other countries, the economy in Sweden has been a lot more stable and I believe the depression is much smaller. In France and Spain, you're not allowed to leave your house if you don't bring a note and have your mask on. I have a friend in France who left her house with a note written with a pencil and she got a fine on 150 euros because of the paper wasn't written in ink. And that's something I'm very grateful for that Sweden does not have. Stuff I never would have thought of before Corona is now my daily thoughts, like washing your hands when coming home from school, not touching your face in public, always have hand disinfection with you, walking or bicycling. And despite the fact that taxes are extremely expensive and have a lot of bacteria, I still believe it's a better option than traveling by trains. Because when you travel by trains or bus, you are surrounded by other people and you sit where people have sitten in before, which I believe there are many more bacteria than there are in a taxi. If you're not able to travel by taxi or does not have the economy for it, I would recommend moped, car, bicycle or walking. The only problem with bicycling is that it could get stolen very fast. And even though car releases CO2 and are hard to find parking lots for, I'm convinced that the car is a better option since you can travel with other people and avoid crowds. Okay, so now we have talked about traveling in Sweden. But how can we travel global? To different countries in Europe, for example? Well, one alternative could be to take the car and make it as a long road trip. This was already popular before Corona, and I think it will be even more common after. In my opinion, driving is a very good way 
because it's safe from coronavirus and you really get to appreciate the landscape outside. But on the contrary, it's also not safe because car accidents are very common. Moreover, it can be very tiring to drive for several hours. Because it can be very tiring to drive that far, you could take a car ferry some part of the trip, for example from Sweden to Germany. Even though many people get seasick when they go by boat or ferry, I think it's more important for you to rest so you can manage the whole trip. Although taking the car is very safe, I believe it's even safer if you have a camper. This is because now you don't only avoid crowds when you travel, but you also avoid staying at a hotel where there is a big risk for you to get the coronavirus. Therefore, I am convinced this is the safest way, especially for older people who are in the risk groups. Of course, the plane is also an option. But as you said earlier, Eric, that releases loads of CO2 and it's very bad for the climate. Furthermore, when you take the plane, you're trapped with a bunch of other strangers and there's a big risk that someone has the coronavirus without knowing. And even if you have a mask or try to keep distance, the virus can still spread if you touch the same things, etc. But on the other hand, plane crashes are not that common. Studies show that the risk of being killed in a plane crash is 1 in 11 million. So from that perspective, it's much safer. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and I hope to see you next time. Bye!